Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And then the last one. Thank you. 
He's worthy, he's worthy, he's Worthy. 
you are worthy. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful, wonderful. Lord, you're worthy from the rising of the sun. Say thank you, Lord. Worthy. Jesus, you are. You are. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Nobody like the Lord. 
Hari like the Lord. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, it is again that we thank you. Thank you for another day in the land of the living. Thank you, Father, for the ability to walk, to talk, to sing, to dance, to speak, to preach, to teach, to work. Father, you alone have done all these things. Father, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We pray, Heavenly Father, for your people in the four corners of the earth. That any way that the adversary has misled us, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will lead us in your paths of righteousness for your namesake. Forgive us, Father, of our sins and our iniquities, anything we've said or done, thought or felt, imagined or purposed that has not been pleasing in your sight. We humbly ask, Father, that you continue to guide us, continue to lead us, continue to instruct us, that we might end up where you desire us to be. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, let God's people around the world say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide. We are headquarters right here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA, and I'd like to welcome you once again to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. Do thank God for each of you. We pray God's blessings are upon your life. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. Just like you and I determine, for the most part, the level of physical fitness that we are in, we determine. You know, if we are not at the level we want to be, it's just a matter in many instances of just getting out and exercising more, a little more hard work, and that tummy will go down, a little more hard work, and those extra pounds will come off. Well, 
it is much the same when it comes down to the blessings of God in this life. We can be as blessed for the most part as we want to be. You know, just like in doing exercise, we do more harder work and, and get more in shape. We can do more of the will of God and receive more of God's what? Blessings is on you. It's on me. It, it, it's ridiculous for you and me to see a lazy man or a lazy woman that is 25, 30 pounds overweight to be complaining about being 30, 25, 30 pounds overweight. That's on you. You just need to exercise more. Well, it is the same when you see individuals complaining about the level of blessings in their life. For me and you to complain about the level of blessings in our life, when all we have to do is put more into the kingdom of God, put more into his will, do more of what he says, and automatically God will increase his blessings in your life. If you don't like the way your body is looking, and when you look in the mirror, get to work. If you don't like the blessings in your life, in your Christian life, get to work. It's on you. It's on me. Bible says in Proverbs 14, 23, you ought to remember this because it's the address of the Christian Center Church worldwide. All hard work, whether it's hard work in your marriage, hard work on your house, hard work on your car. We got another car. We got a car that needs to get worked on. Hard work, hard work. Hard work on your body, hard work on your in your finances, hard work. So I encourage you, my brother, I encourage you, my sister, stop looking for God to do everything. If God is going to do everything, what do why? Why have you? Why? Why would me and you need to be on board in this Christian operation? We are God's co-workers, not God's spectators. Uh-oh. Somebody's writing. We are God's co-workers, not God's spectators. Spectators just sit and watch. See? A co-worker get to roll the sleeves up and get to work as well. Children of God, we're going to look at the book of 1 John chapter 3. A special focus on verse 18. 1 John chapter 3. Special focus on verse 18. Well, look at look at how the Holy Ghost is keeping us in line with this, this message this morning. John writes, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. We're going to work today, children of God, from a topic actions and what true let us pray eternal father in the name of jesus christ our lord again we want to thank you father we pray that you have been pleased with the words of our mouth the meditations of our heart that they have been acceptable in your sight O lord our god our strength and our redeemer again father we ask that you forgive us of anything we have said done that has not been pleasing in your sight. We humbly ask, Father, that you lead us, your little children, 
and guide us to the place that you have prepared for us. These and all other blessings, Father, we ask and we count done in Jesus' mighty name. Let God's people say amen. Actions and truth. Now, as we read this, as Lord is dealing with me immediately, John was not saying that words and speech are not important because our words and our speech is important. It's very important. But what John is saying to us is that love is much deeper than just words and speech. Um, the Lord is bringing a video back to my mind. A friend of mine had sent me, I think, from Africa some time ago. It was a video of a very rainy day. And you, the water, individuals were walking on the street. and You could see the water as they were walking on the street. And one lady was walking on the street and she stepped down and, you know, the water was up to maybe her ankles. But then she continued to walk, you know, in the street. And all of a sudden she went down deep you know almost to the place where she was she was about to be swallowed up and drowned and some men had to come running in and pull her out well what is it she didn't realize she didn't realize that that portion was much what deeper than she thought it was in other words one there was one level that was okay, that was walkable. She could, but then she hit a level that was much deeper. Well, what John is letting us know is that love is much deeper than just saying that we love somebody or just, you know, kind words. We thank God for these things. We thank God for kind words. We thank God for encouraging words. We thank God for individuals telling us sincerely that they love us but love is deeper than just words and speech love graduates to actions and truth now we have a swimming pool right behind us those of you watching you ought to be able to see see on the camera outside we have a swimming pool three feet there's some stairs right behind me you go down those stairs you go into three feet of water. But if you keep going in that same swimming pool, you will run into a portion of that swimming pool that is 10 feet, nearly 10 feet, much deeper than the three feet. Three feet. It's the same pool, but there are sections than others. Well, same what it is with love. Love, love may start with words. Love may start with speech. We start our love for God with words. If you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus and that God has raised him from the death, from the dead, you shall be saved. So we start love with words of speech, but love gets deeper. Love gets into actions. Love will graduate into truth. 
my prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we not just love with words or speech. May we not just stay in the shallow end. May we go deeper. See. And get into actions and truth. Just like faith. And the Lord was dealing with me in my spirit on faith as I was sharing this with you all. Faith comes by hearing. But understand that faith doesn't just stay by hearing. It doesn't just stay there. Faith graduates into works. You know, faith without works is dead. So so our faith and our works will graduate us and take us on to the next level. Well, same with our love. Love graduates. Our words and our and our speech and it will graduate and take us on to actions and take us on to truth. So so God is constantly trying to take you and me on in our faith, in our love, in our diligence. The problem is when we start going backwards, that what's the famous term in Christianity? When people that were doing well with the Lord backsliding. God does not want you and me to backslide. Oh, we can backslide in a whole lot of things. Slide back to. And see, that's why it's important to know where you come from. You know, because we were all kind of messes before God got a hold of us. We were selfish. We were lustful. We were liars. And back when we backslide, we come back out of where God wants us and go back into some mess like a dog. And God is referring to my spirit like a dog returning to his vomit. So it's important to know what were you really like before you were saved? Uh, all right. I was a womanizer or I was a thief. I was selfish. I was this and that. Well, then you, do you, that lets you and me know what we have to guard against in our walk with Christ, because those are the things that the adversary will use to call us back. All right. John says this a number of times in this scripture. Um, John says in verse 16, 1 John 3 and 16, this is how we know what love is. Now, because we can be deceived by words and speech, you know, I, and the Lord is flashing in my spirit now, Hitler. You, you all know I've been watching so many World War II uh, documentaries and historical accounts of Hitler and how he had millions upon millions of people following behind what he was saying and what. How did Hitler rise to prominence? One of the things that Hitler used, one of the great tools that Hitler used was words and speech. Millions of Jews were killed behind the words and speech of one man. My prayer for you, my prayer for me.
May our words and speech bring us closer to God's good, pleasing, and perfect will, and not further away from God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. Words and speech have gotten people killed in this life. Words and speech have started riots. We just had a big incident in, in Washington, D.C. Behind our former president's words and speech, they attacked the Capitol building. People died. You know, still amazes me how many of our white brothers and sisters in this country act like they don't know what to do and that just don't, in case it happens again, they don't know what to do. They would have known what to do if it had been black people marching on the Capitol building. Love our white brothers and sisters, don't get me wrong, but sometimes they can be just as blind as we are as a people. They would have known exactly. Let an armory, or uh, angry mob of blacks start talking about taking over the Capitol building. We would still be counting the bodies. We would still be counting the dead bodies behind that. Because I know what they would have done. Mowed them down like grass. And rightfully so. But when it's our white brothers and sisters, a lot of times we get confused. You know? And part of the reason why we see that is because many of our white brothers and sisters being predominantly the dominant race in this country, they they can kind of do that. When you are the, are the dominant race or the dominant group, you can kind of do some things that you know others cannot get away with. I've seen it in just about every country that I've gone to. Certain tribes in Africa, me and we, and I'm not saying anything too much against our white brothers and sisters because I see our black brothers and sisters do the same thing. Certain tribes in Africa that are more numerous or more uh, popular or have more financial backing than others, they are able to do some things right in Africa among blacks that other tribes that maybe don't have the, the same kind of, carry the same kind of weight, they're not able to do. I've seen it in schools. Sometimes the bigger, stronger kids are able to do some things to the smaller and weaker kids that the strong and weaker kids, the strong and, I mean, the small and weaker kids are normally not able to do to the bigger and stronger kids. That is just a reality in this life. That normally when you are bigger and stronger, you can get away with some things in the in the realm of men that people that are weaker and smaller cannot. And, you know, in this great country of America, we as African-Americans, we're weaker and we're smaller. You know, out of 350 million people in this great country of America, there's only about 35 million of us. We are the minority. So, you know, there's a majority that can get away with some things that we can't get away with. But I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, when you are with God, come on, somebody, talk to me. You are the majority. Even if you are the minority in terms of, 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 of number of people or uh, gross national product or uh, all of that, when you and I are with God, we are the majority. 
God is speaking in my spirit strongly now. He said, Robert, in my spirit, I'm saying, yes, Lord. God say, if I be for you, come on, somebody ought to help me preach in here today. Who can be against you? So this is why it is imperative and very important for you and for me to be with God. Or we can get outnumbered or we can get bullied or we can get railroaded into be with God. Be with God. So John keeps having to say this. He says this quite a few times in these in this portion of scripture. This is how we will know what love is so that we don't get twisted up by the wrong words and the wrong speech. John said, look, Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Proper, listen, proper words should be followed by proper deeds. That was the difference between our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and all the rest of us. Jesus had completely perfect words. And Jesus had, come on, somebody, completely perfect deeds. Now, you and me, we might have right words, but then we might have some wrong deeds or we might have the right deeds. And then but we said something wrong. Jesus had completely perfect words and completely perfect deeds. My prayer for each of us. May we work on perfecting our words and work on perfecting our deeds. The Apostle Paul told young Timothy, watch your doctrine and your lifestyle. Doctrine, words, lifestyle, deeds. Jesus, he had the right words. He had the right deeds, and I'm hearing in my spirit, Jesus had the right stuff. Jesus had all the right stuff. Well, let's get ready to close this. So the scripture goes on to tell us what some of the right deeds are, what to do with our material possessions, because one of the biggest mistakes that many of us can make is with material possessions. I just saw that as I was um, about to flip our preceding scripture from our select scriptures today. Verse 17, John says, if anyone has material what? Possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? So understand God blesses us to be a blessing to those less fortunate than us. Always keep that in mind, children of God. See, God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to those less fortunate than us. Now, if we refuse to be a blessing to those less fortunate than us, then all that proves is that the love of God is not in us. My encouragement to every soul under the sound of my voice, let us be blessings one to another. And this is how we can love without just using words or speech. 
Remember what our topic was. John said, let us not love with words or speech. Well, what he's saying is, let us not love with words or speech only. All right. But with actions, I would much rather. If I was starving, I would much rather somebody give me a sandwich. Then tell me about how good a sandwich is. <laughs> or how good even God is, one of the saints saying. I'd much rather someone give me a sandwich. If I'm starving, now I'm starving. Somebody, you know, we got one man that's going to give me a sandwich, or he gives me a sandwich. Another man is going to tell me how good a sandwich is, or how good God is, or how did God can bless you with a sandwich. Give, can I have a sandwich first? You know, let words, words and speech, you know, it, it's all right in its place. Just keep that in mind. The Bible says there is a time and a place for every activity under the sun. There's a proper time and a proper procedure or a time and a place. There's a time to tell individuals how good God is or how good a sandwich is. But then there's a time when you need to give a brother one or a sister one. Actions and truth. It, it's, it's true that a sandwich is good. But if I'm not eating one that sandwich is not being very good to me it's true that jesus christ is lord but if i have not accepted him as my lord that's not true to me jesus asked the question on one occasion why do you call me lord lord and then don't do what i say so i so actions and truth you know what is a universal truth we want to make that a truth in our lives in our hearts it's true that god is good but if god is constantly chastening or punishing me to me it doesn't might not seem like that it's true that our sandwich is good but if i don't never get to taste it if i never get a piece of it if i that that, that it, Again, look at verse 19. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Now, this is this is what we want, children of God. We want our hearts to be at rest when we are in the presence of God. See, I can remember coming to church before I was saved and feeling that tight feeling in your chest. Oh, in the scripture, it's called hearts burning. Even the uh, disciples on the road to Emmaus, when Jesus risen from the dead, and these disciples who were not where Jesus had told them to be, and they were not talking what Jesus wanted them to talk, and they were not doing what Jesus wanted them to do, Jesus rebuked them on the road to Emmaus. Once they realized that they were talking with Jesus, 
their eyes came open and they realized they were talking with Jesus, one of the first things they, they said was, were not our hearts burning within us as he talked with us along the way? In other words, didn't we feel convicted because we knew we were not doing right? And see, that is one of the reasons why some people don't like to come into the presence of God, why some people don't like to don't like to come in while the, the apostle is preaching because he, he makes your chest feel tight. It's not the apostle making your chest feel tight. It's the word of God finding your sin and finding my sin. If I make your chest feel tight by what I'm saying to you, how do you think I'm feeling most of the time with God talking to me? If your chest is getting tight by the little hour a day that I'm spending ministering or, or sharing, sharing with you all, how do you think I got this feel most of the day dealing with God and hearing from God? So John says, look, you know, we know that we belong to the truth. And we have set our hearts at rest in his presence. My prayer for you and my prayer for me. May our hearts be at what? Rest when we are in his presence. That means that we are doing the right thing so that when we come into the presence of God and God starts speaking through his prophet or his apostle or his, our hearts can be at rest. See, if you're not committing fornication when the pastor starts preaching about for, uh, fornication, you don't, your heart is not feeling tight. You not your heart is not burning. That's not convicting you. But if you commit fornication, now your heart feeling tight. If you giving your offering like you supposed to when the pastor preach about offering, your heart not feeling tight. But if you know like Anna and I and Sapphire, you holding back money and you then your heart gonna feel tight. Our hearts feel tight, or we feel convicted. When it is something that we are doing what? Wrong. Our hearts can be at rest when we are doing the right thing. If you're not gossiping when the pastor starts talking about gossips or you're not stealing when the pastor's talking about stealing, you're not feeling convicted. You're not feeling tight. Those disciples on the road to Emmaus, the reason why their hearts were burning when Jesus was rebuking them because everything he was saying they were doing, they were doing. If they hadn't have been doing it, guess what? They would not have been convicted. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we do the right thing so we will not feel convicted in his presence. Look at verse 20. If our hearts condemn us, our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. If our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Now, what we want to have, children of God, we want confidence before God. In other words, we don't want to be standing before God on judgment, which we will all stand with condemned hearts. With hearts that are telling us, you're going to hell. God had God only have to hadn't even spoken yet, but our hearts are telling us, you're going to hell. We don't want condemned hearts. 
We want hearts that will be free in front of our creator. We want to get it right. It's challenging for you. It's challenging for me. It's challenging for him. It's challenging for her. But we want to get it right. We don't want our hearts to condemn. We're, never, we're not even talking about the Lord condemning us. We're just talking about our hearts condemning us. So in order to do that, you know, our love has to graduate. Our love graduates from words and speech to what? Actions and truth. Our faith graduates from hearing to what? Deeds, doing. Praise the living God. So we thank God today. Thank God today. Words and truth. Talking about going higher in the name of Jesus Christ. Our Lord. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Saints, you can reach us through email at https colon forward slash forward slash thadfg.wixsite.com forward slash tccww. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes daily. On Facebook, join us on Robert Bryant. On YouTube, join us on the Christian Center Church channel. We can even be reached by phone at plus 252 5254777. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on TalkShoe, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.